It is so good to be back with you on this Monday. I know it's a Monday. For some people, that's a good thing. Some people, it's like, meh. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, it is the end and last days of Ramadan, an extremely beneficial time. It's also the time when people are kind of like really losing steam. So it's it's sometimes we can believe that things are just too hard. Like, halas, like there's my goals. I was trying to reach them. I couldn't. Like, might as well just give up and coast out the next couple days. No. Today in our podcast, I have just a super quick one. This is probably going to be one of my quicker ones. Just a really, really personal message from my life of something that happened that I just want to hopefully use to inspire you that no, it's not too late. And the people who truly want it will definitely achieve. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you at podcast three times a week until Wednesday. When the Eid comes, after that, we go back to Mondays and Fridays. So looking back to getting into a normal schedule again, but at the same time, it will be extremely sad because I always know this time of year, it's really hard for people, right? People are, usually have tons of stuff going on. I know a lot of women who are, um, you know, doing exams or work or whatever it is, uh, or just the kids, or it's just hard with them when you're fasting. And subhanAllah, like, Everybody's like, oh, you know, I see women like, oh, I kind of feel guilty. I can't wait for Ramadan to end. And then when Ramadan ends, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I could feel the difference in the barakah. Like, my anger is back. Like, my nefs are stronger because shaitan's back. Like, I'm fighting with people more. Like, so as much as we might long for a bit of ease... I would say don't long for it to end because we have so much left that we can benefit. And this is a time where people either like the make it or break it. Like uh, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about in the Quran, like Al-Furqan. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has like this like criterion where he's like, let's see who's really in on it. Let's see who's really like, I'm a mu'min, I'm a good believer, and I'm really going to show it. I'm not going to just give up. So Allah's looking to who's given up and not given up. So let us not be amongst those who are the ones who give up. And I wanted to open up today with this beautiful um, message I put on, uh, I think it was, I put on Instagram from another group that put this up. This wasn't for me. It might have been Beit al-Mal. Um, it said, perhaps you may, you might be asleep while the doers uh, I can't even talk today. This is my fasting brain. Perhaps you might be asleep while the doors of heaven are knocking with tens of supplications for you by a poor person that you aided or a sad person you cheered up or a distressed person you brought relief to. Therefore, do not underestimate doing good at all. And that's kind of my message to you guys. Like doing good right now in this time, this is a time where like, you're good. It just doesn't stop. There's there's so much that can be done still in this time and it will be amplified. So let's not catch ourselves sleeping while we have this immense ability to do so much more good. So I'm increasing my charity in this time. I'm increasing my Quran. I tell my own kids, like, just pump, pump, pump it up. Like, right? Like if they're normally doing like, right, like my kids are fasting, some of them, and just getting through the Salah and some extra at night. I say, come on, honey, you just, just two muraka, just two for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I explain why and we talk about it. So whatever little more you can do, do not hesitate. Now, here's the thing. I know that's easier said than done. Some of you are like, yeah, I get it. I'm really tired. 
I'm just really tired or I'm really just not motivated or I'm really overwhelmed because of school or work or I'm really lonely and I just it makes me demotivated. So I want to say something to that too because I'm I'm very big on recognizing what's really happening. I don't like when a lot of people who speak about Islam and different things and suggestions for the community are really um, insensitive to the struggles that are happening under the surface. And that's what I feel like we do here. And if you're, not, if you're new to the podcast, so many of you are new. And let me tell you what happens in Ramadan, FYI. In Ramadan, I get an incredible following on the podcast. I get a good following too also on every other social media platform I have. But that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for like a whole bunch of people to follow me in a Ramadan because what I want for all women is that they find consistency in their life. Because when you find consistency in your life, you have so much more ability to be happier, to be peaceful, just to find so much joy in everything you do. But what a lot of times it happens in Ramadan, FYI, is like women join and then they drop off right after Ramadan. Then they go into deep depressions and crazy stuff, right? So people follow me like in Ramadan. They're like, oh my God, your podcast, it was so helpful to me, blah, blah, blah. Then after Ramadan, right? <laughs> they just, they disappear. Crickets, some of them, some of the new ones. And then they come back to me on Instagram, like three, four months later. And they're like, sis, I just fell off the wagon. I don't know what happened after Ramadan, but now I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much drama. This is going on. That's going on. And that's what happens when we, we can't like overindulge in a lot in Ramadan and then just drop it and think our life is going to be okay. So what I'm looking for, for all women is complete consistency. Now, what I want to talk to you about on the podcast today is something that I hope will inspire you when things are hard. Um, and I've told this before, I think once this story, once before in one of my um, my Ramadan recharge programs or in Thrive. And by the way, once again, these women are incredible. And so many of them have gotten really, really close to one another. And, you know, it's like they see the same faces showing up every day. Like, hey, sis, hey, sis, what's up? And then they find ways to chat and everything and connect. Um, offline stuff so that they become friends and that's what it is we're like end up pairing people and a lot of people really benefited from the fact that we had Quran buddies and fasting buddies and they had that extra push so I feel really really good about those women but not everybody has that motivation sometimes we have to find it within and sometimes um, and by the way like everybody's welcome to join it's not that I withheld but I know like not everybody decides to and some people they they just they delay because they're like will that be really helpful but I feel like what women don't know is that so our our uh, our dean is meant to be a dean of community we are a dean of like jama'ah and so we're not supposed to do things alone it's very different than other religions um so i wanted to say like that is going to be beneficial because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said it was so and you can see the difference literally in the women who um were really really just a beautiful sisterhood all ramadan long so shout out to many of you i know you're listening in thrive and ramadan recharge for all your absolutely amazing everyday pushes i just wanted to give credit for all of that and say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to to you and to all our podcast listeners um accept all your ibadah so the story i kind of wanted to tell you today was because there was a time in my life where i was really overwhelmed and i felt like you know quran for example is something that you, know, you can relate this to quran or anything outside of your life quran is something really hard for a lot of people and you know me included i had um you know as you guys know i have five kids um, i'm a career person at that time, I was like probably at the pinnacle of my career, maybe a long time back. 
Um, I've worked for, I'm a licensed educator, right? So I told you guys who, you guys know me if you're old timers right here, but for the new people, um, I have podcasts on like, (laughs) I think one of the best podcasts I understand like about a woman trying to like get up in her career and blah, blah, blah. I have a podcast called, um, how to put fortune 500 companies and mean girls in their place (laughs) It's because I like, when you go to like be really good in what you do in a career, like people come to crush you. (laughs) They just come to destroy you. And there's a lot of like, bad vibes and jealousy between women and I went through a lot I went through a lot but it made me stronger alhamdulillah but I got to some really dark places because of it and you know sometimes you have to go through that fire and so likewise I was like in that time where it was like really hard for me I have all my kids I was completing another degree and I was working and I'm there trying to memorize Quran right and I say this story because I want to motivate you sisters who feel like it's just not possible for you to memorize Quran you don't have uh, Arabic or you don't have Arabic or you don't have the time. You don't have the time or you don't have the language or you just are emotionally not well enough or whatever. So this is this is for everyone who feels like they're just not making all the progress they want to. And I say that because we have two, three days left and we definitely do not want to have that mindset. Oh, I can't. I can't. No. Sorry, I had an interruption. So um, alhamdulillah. You can, you can do it. And so my teacher, she was really, really, um, how do I say this? Like she is a very um, studious person herself. She's extremely hardworking and she can juggle multiple things. She has multiple children. She has twins. She has like, and she, she has a PhD. She's half of the Quran. She's running like um, a physical therapy practice. Like she is doing so much. She's running multiple halakat, you know, and, and so she, she's the busiest woman on earth that you've ever seen. And she's never easy on herself. And, and she used to always tell me, um, rest is for the grave. Rest is for the grave. And I was like, what are you doing? So she's like, rest is for the grave. I'll have plenty of time to rest then. And I was like, subhanAllah. So that's her attitude, right? So I go into class on the Saturday and I was like, I had had a really rough week, a really rough week. It was like really hard for me. Like the kids were particularly difficult. Um, work was particularly um, strenuous. There's way too much work. And, you know, I'm handing in papers and doing exams and I'm doing additional degrees. And it is just feeling like, Ooh, I, you know what, Quran, I just, I couldn't this week do it as much as I wanted to. I'm, I'm going to come in and be really weak. So I come into her on Saturday morning or whatever, like I always meet with her. And I'm like, hey, salam alaikum. And I explained to her how my week was. And she's like, okay. And she's like, let's start reciting. After that, right, we talk. And I'm like, yeah, so because my week was so hard, um, like I didn't. I didn't practice this week. And I think the week prior I had the same problem. And I'm not a procrastinator by any means. As you guys know, I'm running like multiple things. We have our school. I do consultations. I do like speaking engagements. I'm teaching multiple classes. Um, I'm doing this podcast. I'm making resources. Like you guys know me. Like by And, and on top of this, I have my five kids. I have grandkids. I have everything, right? So um, I'm not, I'm not like sleeping on it. Right. And she, she looks at me in her face to this day, like dead serious. She was like, you don't want to memorize. And I was like, no, no, that's not what happened. Um, remember when I was telling you about like my schedule is just really hard this week. And she was like, you don't want to memorize because if you did, you would. And I was like, oh, that was so hard to hear. So I say this at this point in Ramadan, I tell you, like, sometimes people have to smack you in the face with reality because we feel like our life is too hard, but sometimes it is hard, but we don't really want it. We're not hungry. So she was, she was calling me out that I hadn't made the Quran a priority, which she's right. 
But I thought it, I thought I had a good excuse. I was like, well, life is crazy. And she's like, no. And it reminded me of something I was doing in my class the other day with um, in the Ramadan recharge. We were talking about Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam. When he left, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll make the connection right now. I'm not going to leave you on a negative note. Hold on. Um, he was uh, in the, and he had to leave Hajr. Um, and uh, peace be upon the Prophet and the fam- his family. Like when he left her in, in, the, in the desert, you know, when they have Safan Marwa and everything happened. Um, and he turned around, he made da'a to Allah. He made da'a to Allah not to, and he left her in a desert with a newborn baby. I just want us to think of the reality of this. In the hot sun, no stores nearby, you know, only a little bit of water. Had to just drop her there, leave her, walk away. If that happened with our husband, I think many of us would have real problems with that, right? But she understood and not getting into the whole story. But long story short, the da'a he made was connecting to what I had experienced, which was, he didn't ask Allah for food. He didn't ask Allah for ease with her, with her physical and, and emotional and, you know, social. He asked her, him first for help with establishing her deen. Let them establish salah. So when I was listening to my teacher and I got home that day and I was in my room and I felt kind of crummy, right? I felt like a loser. Um, I was remembering this story and I was saying to myself, subhanAllah, she's saying to establish your deen. And when you establish your deen, everything else will be easy. And she's saying you don't want it enough. See, I didn't take that criticism and 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 get down on it because that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you know, especially when it comes from good people, you're supposed to. So I'm saying to you today, maybe you're feeling like your Quran is not working out, but have you really made it a priority? Like, let's be honest. Have you put it first or have you put it kind of like after you're done with your other stuff? And again, you're going to say, well, there's other stuff that's really important. No. Even if you did Quran for five minutes in Fajr and making it priority every day consistently, that would be a totally possible. But most people won't. Oh, but I hardly, I don't hardly get to sleep. We'll wake up and lose five minutes of sleep. Like, what are you willing to give? And and not and not doing things backwards, which is what we're doing. We put Quran at the end. So mindless. After I had this conversation with her, and I went home and I thought about it. After that, I had an idea. I said to myself. You need to make this a priority. And I know she's wise and she has like, I, I took the advice from her. I knew it was going to be good. And, and so I did. And you know what? This juz that I was trying to memorize, that took me, I don't know, three to five years at the time. I can't remember exactly to memorize. It took me two months. After I made it serious, it was like, boom, boom, boom. When I was memorizing, I found it so easy. I found it enjoyable. I, I put myself to do five to 10 minutes a day. I found myself sitting there for 20, 30. I don't know how I got this time, but I was, I got the barakah of the time. I got the barakah of the Quran and all of the rest of the things in my life became easy. And it reminds me of something that Mufti Mank was saying the other day. He was saying, do you know what is half of the Quran? And I put it on my Instagram. He said, do you know what is half of the Quran? And somebody who is protected by Allah protected by Allah. And like, what is that? Where's the correlation? He said, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala vowed to protect the Quran. He vowed to protect the Quran. And the person who has half of the Quran, the person who memorizes Quran, put the Quran in their heart, right? Is the person who is protected by Allah because the Quran is within him. So Allah naturally protects him. So that's what was happening. I felt this barakah in my life. I felt memorizing the Quran easy. I felt everything else easy because I put deen first. And that's why if you guys have seen my checklist, I have like this weekly checklist. If you go on my website, www-mindful, oh, excuse me, www.mindful-muslimahright.com. If you go to the resources section, we have tons of free downloadables. Please feel free. They are like testaments to things that happened in my life. For example, 
this situation is what sparked that checklist, which is kind of like how to put Islam in your life first. So if you're a person who's struggling with that, definitely go download that checklist. I explain how I make my planner and I plan my day to put Allah first. I also have a YouTube video where I show how to do it. I think one of my goals this year is to make more how-to YouTube videos on how I do basic daily things in my life. I'm very keen on the fact that you guys want that. It's just, I've been so busy, um, really honestly building so many things that you guys needed as well, which was help with your emotions. We have our emotions entire course that we do and how to find spouses. You know, you guys have told, these are your pain points, you know? And so by the way, our class for that will open up um, in June. We have our free class on how to find a spouse, which will open in June, which only opens once a year, sometimes twice a year. Very, very excited. So I think we're doing it yearly. We're trying to do it January, June. Sometimes it works out twice. Sometimes we only do it once. And then we close the doors. We only open it for like a week and a half. And so many of you have benefits. So I want to tell you, like, if you missed it last time, don't miss it this time. It'll happen probably like mid to end of June. Get excited for that. If you're looking for a spouse and struggling, which I know many of you are, we're constantly, constantly revamping that class. But um, you get free things. Every of my classes always get free things. I always have free gifts. I think in that one, it's like 15 questions to ask a guy like that we are like some of our key questions. You get to download it. But Going back to this last point, I'm closing here. Um, when I put the Quran first and when I actually made a priority, I found it easy, so easy. And I memorized so much faster than I ever have in my life. And it made the rest of my life good. And ta-da, end of story. Like really, best lesson of my life when I when I trusted Allah and I followed some some advice. So my advice to you today is if you're finding the Quran hard, want it. Want it so much. And talk to Allah and Dua and say, Ya Rabb, help me with this. I want to make this priority. I've struggled with this in the past. Help me to make it happen. And Allah will. He's the best keeper of promises. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you guys. And just know that once you do this in your life between Quran and Salah and everything else, you know, Fard al sunnah, make sure you do like the, the, the Fard, the F-A-R-D first. Your life is just, it changes. It really does. And I pray that you had a life-changing Ramadan. One of the beautiful signs of your Ramadan being accepted is that your life is changing. I could feel um, in so many women that we did in our program, they were explaining like their relationships with people were better. Um, They were finding more peace in their heart. They were finding they weren't procrastinating as much. That was from the barakah of Ramadan. That was for them putting in the work and they saw it change. Even if it's a small change, we're not talking like earth shattering. It means just like, sometimes it's just that peace, ability to not be angry anymore, ability to not feel lonely, to be anxious. This is a blessing that Allah gives us when we put forth the effort. Again, when we put forth an arm, uh, a hand's length, you know, he puts forth an arm's length. We walk, he runs to us. Not literally, obviously. But you know what I mean, guys? Like, the, he is just dying for us to reach out, but we have to start. We have to start. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you guys. I will talk to you next when it is Eid. I cannot believe it is ending. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast all throughout Ramadan, allowing us to support you. If you have definitely found um, benefit from this podcast, podcast what would mean the world to me i know so many of you guys ask me like sis how can i pay you back for everything you've done honest truth just keep me in your du'as. if you wanted to go above and beyond what really really means a lot to me is if you tell me how much it has helped you in a review on apple podcast or on podbean or spotify or wherever you can leave a review for where you listen that really means the world i read each and every one and believe me for every woman that stumbles across your review and decides to take a listen and then benefits from the program, you get reward from every single deed that they do. So I couldn't think of a better thing to do at your end of Ramadan than to scoop up more uh, sadaqah and more more hasanats, excuse me, by doing all this good deeds, like more 
benefits and rewards by like leaving a piece of information for other women that will let them know that this is a space where they can get help. So thank you. Thank you. If you can, please do leave us a review. Jazakumallahu khairan. I will talk to you guys on Eid, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.